Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of What'd You Think, where we talk about the movies, TV shows, and video games we love or sometimes hate. My name is Matt Zbita, and I want to introduce my co-host, Eric Hargrove. Eric, what's happening, bud? Nothing, Matt. How you doing? You know, doing uh, doing as good as I can be. Uh, it's been crazy past couple weeks uh, that since we've been away. Yep. So, uh, yeah, just kind of eager to get back into the show. But, um, yeah, to kind of start things off, uh, yeah, the we, we've been off two weeks, which wasn't on purpose. But, like, two weeks ago, Eric, you and I were both, like, really busy. We're both, like, doing, like, some house renovations. So, like, we've, yeah. we've just been crazy busy doing that. Um, and then last week is, I think today is, like, the 14th day of the protests that are going on um against pretty uh against police brutality in america well and and in the world around the world really around the world yeah you know around the world exactly yeah um so it's been kind of crazy time and we we didn't want to record last week we we were going to but we just felt like it wasn't right like it was Mm -hmm. at a time where tension was like really high and eric and i just came to the kind of decision of just okay let's just take the week off again and then we'll come back um yeah but yeah we we did just want to address a little bit um i mean i i think i speak for eric and i where we are in fully support of just everything that's going on i mean it's it's just terrible that things like this are still happening um in yeah, the world we live in def- today definitely is um uh but i will say that it is good that it's being kind of handled the way it is um and the fact that there is unity kind of across the whole globe on a idea that you know living in the 21st century should be kind of modern but apparently there's still folks out there that don't live in the 21st century so i mean it's a good way that you know there's peaceful protests and things like that and people are being heard and actions are being taken you know no, yeah, for sure. Um, I think you said it right. Um, I'm definitely not the best person to talk about these issues. Uh, I'm I'm one to fully support it, um, but yeah, I just I, I feel like I, I wouldn't do it justice kind of talking about it. But mm-hmm. um, Eric and I still wanted to bring you the show just because I feel like we need other things to kind of think about, get our mind off of it. Because it's I feel like it's I mean just like the COVID nineteen, it was always in your face and. This is this is this is a good thing to be in your face. Like you, um, you want to everyone. You want to spread the word out and stuff like that. Um, but it's I think, and sometimes you just need to take like a little bit of a break and just kind of um, turn yourself off a bit. So um, yeah, I mean that's entertainment, right? I mean yep. entertainment is there to that's why it's there, yeah, distract you essentially. So you know, one one hundred percent. So. Um, all right, but otherwise, Eric, like, how, how have you been the the past couple of weeks? Uh, like you know, like you said, kind of busy picking up projects at at home. Work is kind of you know been a little busy here and there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like just it's it's amazing how even though you're home all day, it still gets filled, and you know sometimes it, the the day goes by so fast, it's like you don't even realize what happened. Um, (laughs) yep. And then it's even, it's even worse with, with my stupid ass. It's like, I'm just thinking back how much I've watched over the last two weeks. And it's like, I can't even remember because, you know, I'm sure you're just like this. It's like, sometimes you just put something on at night to, you know, 
just forget or distract or decompress and you're almost like in it but you're not you know uh, i feel and... like i'm the opposite of you i uh usually the i play video games until i go to bed like if i'm watching something it's like i pick that movie for a reason like it's very rare that i just like sit down and like just like all right what am what what am i going to watch like it's always i'm always meticulous um yeah. but, but you know eric you know what's a good way to uh, remember what you've watched Oh shit! Here he goes. Letterboxed. Um, <laughs> Letterbox is a great way to do that because uh, that's I I was I looked at my list of what I've watched in the past few weeks. And I'm like, holy shit! I watched a lot. I watched yeah. a lot of movies. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna hit on a good amount, but I do want to do like just like rattle rattle off some quick things that I've watched. But mm-hmm. uh, you know what's funny? Um, you know with I think I said this like maybe a few weeks ago or over a month ago or something where my stance was always I liked watching movies because for me it gives me this like essentially this like beginning, middle and end and I get like closure at the end of the movie and it's just like a lot easier to just like digest and especially if I'm watching it late at night. It's not something that's going to like keep me going in a way, give me an excuse to stay up till three o'clock in the morning, but that's kind of gone totally out the window. Um, I, I would say I'm watching more TV shows now than I think I've ever watched at one time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's and good. It's only because of Nina. She makes me watch all these TV shows. <laughs> well, I mean, you're getting a different type of palette instead of just movies all the time. We got TV, so that's good. Hopefully mm-hmm. some good stuff that we'll, hopefully some good stuff that we'll chat about today. So, yeah. Um, Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, I've uh, it's been kind of crazy. Like in the midst of everything last week, I decided to end my Disney podcast. Um, I just felt like it was kind of time to do it. Uh, I wanted to have a creative outlet into other things. Uh, I'm working on a bunch of projects right now that I have just kind of been putting off um because i feel like i didn't have a lot of time with the disney podcast um and i i felt like i learned everything i needed to know uh like like for me i i feel like i always need to be learning something um and with the podcast it was just rinse and repeat every single week Mm -hmm. um and it was just it it took up like it could take anywhere up between like six to eight hours a week which doesn't sound like a lot but it is it's it's a lot of time um, and I'm, I mean, I'm not, we're, we're still going to be doing this podcast is it isn't going anywhere. Um, cause to me, like I love movies more than Disney. So like, and I love chatting mm-hmm. with you about them. So it's, um, I, I find this to be fun and I don't want to get rid of it, but also, um, selfishly, uh, this episode is much easier to produce and put together than it is my, uh, the other show. Um, when it, meaning like, uh, doing research, gathering notes, uh, editing the podcast, and and putting it out. It's a lot less time and effort for this episode than it is for the Disney. So that's kind of what I mean uh, for that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm uh, I'm it's sad, but I'm like really happy with the decision I made and ready to just move on. So, well, I'm glad we're still doing this one because I love doing this <laughs> podcast with you too, man. But yeah. uh, it is sad to hear that you're uh, kind of closing that one down, but you know, I think you're looking at it the best way, you know, you learned a lot, you've kind of hit your point and it's like, you know, it's almost like a job, right? Like you're, you're somewhere, you're like, Hey, like I like this job, but 
you know, I'm feeling a little maxed out here. And, yep. mm-hmm. you know, after a while, you don't want to do something. And when you stop getting, you know, satisfaction out of it, it's, you know, you, you, you know, you don't want to build up resentment for something that you've put so much time and energy and exactly. effort into, right? So mm-hmm. it's best to just like, appreciate it for what it is, what it gave you, what you gave others, and then just kind of like move on. No, you, you said it exactly right. I just, I wasn't getting that like joy out of it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm excited. Got some good things in the works. So good. Um, all right. So let's, uh, we're about 10 minutes into the show, but let's start it. So uh, now that we're all kind of caught up past uh, two weeks for the most part, let's get things going. Um, all right. So first we're going to have a little bit of news. Uh, so Eric, I know you and I are both really itching to get back to the movie theater. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm thinking about it more often now. It's like, man, I wish I could just like go to the movie and just like go to the movie theater, just kind of chill out. Um, like it's weird. I was also thinking the other day, I'm like, man, I haven't had peanut M&Ms in a while. <laughs> <laughs> like though, cause those I know. are, those are always my go-to if I, if I, I, I don't get candy that often, but if I do, like, that's always my go-to candy. I'm like, oh man, I haven't had peanut M&Ms in a while. Right. Dude, I haven't, uh, last night was the first time I ate popcorn in two months. Maybe oh, wow. Three. Yeah. 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 I, I remember, yeah, not too long ago we had, um, we, well, we still have some popcorn, but I was putting like, there were these chocolate pieces. I was putting like chocolate pieces in the popcorn, but then when we had, some pretzels as well. So I was putting pretzels in there and I made it like a nice little snack mix and I sat down and watched a movie and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just trying to make it like, like theater experience. So, um, but yeah, just, uh, I forget where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So speaking of theaters, um, uh, it was actually announced today. Uh, so AMC theaters, that's uh, Eric and I, that's the one that we usually go to. That's we, we have the movie stubs, um, or not movie stubs. I want to say movie pass and AMC. So yeah, so AMC stubs uh, were the A-listers. So we would always go there, but uh, they announced today that they reported uh, uh, in their first quarter a $2.2 billion loss um, due to the shutdown caused by COVID-19, which is uh, kind of insane. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're still really optimistic, which is great. Uh, but uh, they they expect a fully open worldwide in July. Um, now I assume that they want to try to get it open uh, because Tenant Christopher Nolan's new movie uh, is still scheduled to open uh, mid July. Um, what better movie to just be like, come come back? Yeah, this is why we are here. Yep. Like, oh my God, it's the fucking Christopher Nolan. Yeah, though you know what you know the twenty twenty movie <laughs> yeah but you know you know what i'm actually disappointed with though is i really want to see tenant in 70 imax millimeter because remember mm-hmm. we went to go see star wars and we saw the preview mm-hmm. and like that's the theater i wanted to watch tenant in like i wanted to go into new york city to go watch it at that theater but there ain't no way in hell i'm going into new york to, to go to go I know. watch it. So it's like I I'm disappointed because I won't be able to get that experience. Um but what about um what about Palisades? Could we go it's there? It's not it's not um it's not seventy the only the closest 
So the 70 millimeter IMAX is it's the different type of film that they use to create the movie. And like, if you go to like an IMAX, like your local IMAX theater, that's also known as like Limax. That's not a true IMAX theater. It's just, it's just a Limax. That's what they call it. Yeah. It's, it's just a big, it's just a big screen with really good sound, like IMAX quality sound. Like the New York theater, this with the 70 millimeter, like that's a true IMAX theater. So uh, that's really the only one uh, in our area, um, unfortunately. So I'll still want to see it on an IMAX screen, um, but uh, I, w- I won't be able to see it in its true form. Um, but with that, I mean, Eric, we were kind of talking before the show. Like, you and I are s- still just really itching to get back um, to the theater, and we're definitely going to be going to Tenant opening night if if all goes as planned. I mean, Cinemark is. Sounds like mm-hmm. they're opening up their doors. Uh, I think they started opening up in Texas, so they're slowly reopening. But uh, ass. yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. what are your thoughts? Um, I'm definitely excited to start going back to the theaters, man. Um, it's just you know like what we've talked about. It's just the experience itself, and you know if if I can go to a restaurant in essentially a closed building and eat dinner or lunch or whatever. I should be able to sit in a comfortable chair and air conditioning in a dark room and watch a movie. And if they, you know, for most of these theaters, especially the ones that we go to, you buy your ticket ahead of time, you know, or you can pick what seat you want. Well, all they have to do is block out those seats to not make them available for purchase. And that's how they can keep capacity levels. Mm -hmm. Now an AMC you know, recording a $2.2 billion loss, uh, you know, that's tough for them. But, you know, like they're, um, you know, like it says in this article I pulled up on the New York Times, it's like, you know, they're just trying to get tickets sold and, you know, get people back in the theaters because any revenue is still revenue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're recording losses mainly because they spent so much money to essentially like, fix themselves and make themselves, you know, much better right before all this happened. I mean, comparison to last year to this year, it was a $130 million loss year to date, you know, and that's with no COVID. And that might sound like a lot of numbers, but when you go back and look at how much money they spent to update their platform and and their theaters and all that kind of stuff, I mean, you know, they're, they're a staple. And I just like really want to go back and just bring up the point that like the, all these reports about them saying that they're going to file for bankruptcy and, and oh, what's going to happen? Is Amazon going to buy AMC? And what's going to happen to the movie industry? It's all conjecture. It's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's why, like, I never like, want. That's why I never wanted to really talk about it on the show. There might have been like a couple things that we talked about, but like, yeah, like you said, there have been a lot of reports, and I'm like that. To me, that's not like real news. Like, it's no. all just speculation, conjecture. What you said, like, it just yeah, it's it's all BS. Like, this is coming directly from AMC. Like, this is why I wanted to talk about this. So, exactly. Yeah. And it's like you know, I'm gonna bring this up again on another topic about like how over the last two months, you know, essentially what you got going on is you got YouTube and YouTube channels have become just like the mainstream news in a way. They have their little universe of viewers. And when they're unable to get content because of coronavirus, because of other things, they have to now become theatrical in a way to keep their viewers. And it's like it it changed my mind about a lot of people that I've watched. And it's like I'm not even like 
looking to go back and watch their reviews or their movie news when things start getting up and normal again. I'm going to go back to the ones that kind of just, you know, did what they always did and didn't want to just like put out this bullshit and feed into the to the frenzy, essentially, of like, you know, whatever this is saying, we don't care about the sources and we're just going to come out and board it and say it and and, you know, just talk about it. But yeah. then when we find out that we're wrong, we're going to just mumble our apology you know, like yeah. any newspaper would. So I think I know who you're talking about. You don't have to mention it, but yeah, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, I'm very excited for AMC. I'm very excited for tenant. I totally agree with you about the 70 millimeter screen, but, um, because I, I think I was more interested in that 10 minutes of content than the whole rise of Skywalker when we went to that. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm still just really fucking excited to see this movie because, like I said, it's like a Christopher Nolan movie, and it's like you haven't seen a movie on the big screen in months, and you get to just see what a welcome like, back it would be. Yeah, it's like oh, you've never seen a painting before. Here, here, come, come, let me show you this Monet or this. <laughs> all, all we can hope it is that it's good. I mean, I trust yeah. Christopher Nolan, but <laughs> right, he hasn't, he hasn't, like, he hasn't let me down yet. So no, he's never let me down. Never yeah. let me down. So. I'm I'm good for it, man. Really excited. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Well, hopefully, uh, I guess we'll see in a few weeks' time uh, what's going on with AMC. I'm sure we're going to hear in the coming weeks of like what the reopening plans are and such after this report today. So, uh, cool. So, all right, let's kind of move on. And I realized that I didn't give like a rundown of what we're going to talk about on the show today. So, uh, like we just did, we had a little bit of film news, which we are done with. I know. So. Um, <laughs> Now we're going we're gonna to be going into what we've been watching, uh, but then lastly, we're just going to kind of talk. I think we were going to have like a full review on the movie The High Note, uh, which mm-hmm. came out a couple weeks ago. Um, but I think we're going to have like a shortened one, maybe with some spoiler talk, because Eric and I, we both watched it. That's what we were going to review last week. Um, but we've been watching a lot, and I think both of us just kind of want to talk about some of the things we've been watching, so... Um, so before we go, before we start what we've been watching, there's one thing I do want to discuss that, well, technically Eric and I have both been watching this. Um, so uh, last week or maybe two weeks ago now is, I think it was like, uh, at the end of May, um, there was a Twitter user by the uh, the name of Tony Goldmark. Uh, he is a, a a big movie fan, uh, loves the Marvel movies. He is he he is a fucking legend. A legend he is, yes. Legend. <laughs> so so what this guy did, he went and alphabetized in like or in not alphabetized. Chronologically. In, uh, I don't know why I said alphabetized. <laughs> I, it's funny, I was doing something I was doing some work before and I had to alphabetize things, so I had that word in my head. But and what this guy did, he went in chronicle chronological order and made a list of every scene in the Marvel movies and put them in order that happened in time. So in chronological order. Um and it's just twenty three 23 films, everybody. Yeah, just, 20, you know. 23 films. He he put every single scene in uh, the order that happens in, in time and in, in here in chronological order. And it's it's crazy. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And I was kind of like looking through the lists and stuff like that. But then I found out that there was one another Twitter user that's like, well, I know what I'm going to be doing the next few days. 
there's another Twitter user called Tim Leftwich who decided – Even more of a legend uh, uh. who decided to edit all 23 films together in chronological order. Um, so he took, he took Tony's list, um, and apparently some users, there were some fixes over time, like Tony, like maybe missed a few things, but then like they revised the list. So like, as far as I know, like it is complete. Um, so what happened was Tim Leftwich took that list and cut together this long film. Uh, which I think they're calling the Infinity Saga Cut, or I call it the ultimate, <laughs> the Infinity, the ultimate Infinity Saga Cut. Um, Forty-eight hours. Yeah, just yeah, just shy of it. Um, so wh- what he did was he put up a torrent of it uh, for people to get, and uh, Eric and I were lucky enough to uh, to get this torrent and. Um, <laughs> We started Sorry. watching it, huh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's um, I don't I don't know if it's still up. I have no idea. We uh, we we personally didn't get the torrent. We we have our ways that we were able to view it. Um, but we uh, Eric and I started watching it. Um, and I, Eric's a bit further than me. I am. I think six hours. I finished. So I finished three movies. But like as. Yep those movies happens there's cuts of like smaller scenes so like the it it begins with like early early thor scenes because you know they're gods yeah, yeah a bunch of thor scenes just showing the the showing the past um and then it goes into mostly uh, captain america uh and so on um but now we're getting to a point where movies are starting to at least for me movies are starting to mix together i i don't want mm-hmm. eric telling me anything because uh, he's further than than I am, um, but uh, it's it actually works, dude. It works. It works, it works so well. Like, oh god, I, I think I said this to you, right? I'm like 48, for, you know, whatever, 48 hours. I go, that's ten, five. That's five, ten episode seasons. Yeah, like <laughs> just you could literally watch it like that, especially yeah. because of how it goes, mm-hmm. like. And <clears throat> I feel like that might be a better way to try to, to digest it if you just break it up into episodes, because there's so many characters. You're it's like Game of Thrones almost. Like that's literally like what the, I would compare this to is like trying to watch Game of Thrones. And I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, "Who who the fuck is this person? Like I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. Who related to? Why is he mad at this person? Oh, yeah. that's right. Like, but there's no way you're you know. It, it, you have to have watched, I feel, the movies to actually watch this. Oh, yeah. You need to be – like the the only people that should be watching this are like big Marvel fans. Like yeah. this isn't how you introduce someone to the Marvel movies at all. Like if it's their first time watching, you don't want to do this. Like this is for the nerds out there who have watched the movies plenty of times and kind of remember all this and – um, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I think Eric and I will probably have a longer discussion once we both finish it, which mm-hmm. it'll definitely take me a while. Eric will probably finish faster than me. I, I, I might. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but again, it's, this thing is really cool. Um, so it's, it's definitely out there. Um, if you go to the Twitter user account, Tim Leftwich, uh, I think it's pinned on his 
Twitter that I think you can still get the the cut if you if you're looking for it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, hashtag not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, pretty epic, you know. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm I'm pumped and I can't wait to keep watching. I'm uh, um yeah, like I said, I think I'm like six seven hours in. So it's so good, Matt. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, like... <laughs> I know. I, I'm excited to to keep going. So and if you think about it, like. You're six hours in and you're like, oh, like I'm only here, like in the timeline. If you think yeah. about it, like overall, you're like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So that that is uh, that is that. So. All right. So let's jump into what we've been watching. Um, but real quick, uh, maybe we'll go back and forth because we have a lot uh, that we kind of mm-hmm. want to talk about. Um, but before that, so. Last time we spoke, uh, we we were actually going to review the movie Capone. Uh, oh. That's what we said because I was like, yeah, I've heard like pretty decent things about it. I heard or some mixed things about it. Um, so I think Eric, you never watched it, right? No, I never really got to it because you you watched it before me, yeah. and you were just like, ah, I I barely finished it. Pretty much is what you it, said. So so Capone is a bad movie. Like uh, I like I know the tagline of our show is talk about the movies that we love or sometimes hate. But holy shit! Like I that was not even worth like having Eric watch. I I almost made you watch it, but I'm like, nah, dude, don't worry about it. It's just uh, we're not gonna record this week, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. So. But, yeah, yeah. Capone was just—it was really bad. I mean, I don't know what Tom Hardy was doing in that movie. He—he um, he only really talked for so. So the movie Capone—it's about Capone's like the last year of his life because he started like kind of um, getting dementia and he kept getting worse. Um, well, but, didn't he also? Didn't he like die of syphilis? Isn't that how he mm, died? I don't think that's what happened in the movie. I can't remember how the movie ended, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think he died. But um, definitely died. Yeah, but it's just you see like him deteriorating. But I don't know what Tom Hardy was doing. But he, his accent that he had was atrocious, and it just didn't make any sense. I mean, maybe Capone talked like that, but like, uh, if you're gonna do a movie like this, you need to be literate. Like, you need to actually be able to hear what you're talking about. What um, is what is Tom Hardy's obsession with mumbling with, with yeah with doing these movies where it's like you could barely understand what's coming out of his mouth or he's wearing a mask. I mean it's like what is his obsession with this shit? Yeah, no one I, knew who I was until I put on the mask. Yeah, like, um I'm trying to think of some examples so Bane was uh the one but like in the show Taboo um, he, he, it was really hard to like understand him, uh, in lawless. Remember, do you ever mm-hmm. see lawless? Yeah. You he was very, really like, it was actually either. a great movie. I like that movie, but like he was kind of mumbling and kind of hard, very soft-spoken and hard to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, as great as Mad Max was like, he wasn't the best part in it. Like he, he yeah. had very few lines in that movie. You know, I think Charlie Theron stole the show after she yeah. came into the movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, and even, uh, oh, The Drop. Yeah, The Drop, he was very quiet in that movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he picks these movies where he just doesn't, like, 
talk much and it's but then he did uh then he did legend where he plays the the twin yeah oh British i haven't seen that gangster. one yet i haven't seen Dude, that he one. did a fucking phenomenal job in that movie yeah <laughs> like he did that's the thing it's like he's so and i hate to think about him this way but he's very hit or miss yeah mm-hmm. you know and like it's it's like it's tom hardy you know but yeah like when he's know. good he's really freaking good and like yeah he's awesome it, it, like how was he in the revenant like he was awesome Wait, did yeah. you not see The Revenant? No, no, I did, but oh. like, I mean, he didn't mumble or anything. No, he I mean, he, he had like a, yeah, he had that like Western or that, yeah, whatever kind of accent you want to talk yeah. about, like here, but like it was Old still really good. American like he wasn't, he, he wasn't mumbling or anything, so. No, and you fucking hated his ass. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, he, you, so. yeah, he was great. But yeah, so Capone, just stay away from it pretty bad, so. Yeah. We, well, we, I'll, I'll I'll see your Capone, and then I'll say this, and we uh we tried to well I'll say we tried to watch like a boss, and <laughs> who what's who stars in that one again? Uh, that's Tiffany Haddish, Selma Hayek, and um I can't remember her name, but it, maybe twenty or so minutes in, I got the. You want to watch something else? <laughs> and, oh, Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Yeah. Right. And it was, it, it, it wasn't like a good movie. It felt yeah. really slow mm-hmm. and we were only 20 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get what it was trying to do, but it just didn't, it didn't do it for me. So. Yeah. Sometimes you just kind of move on. So. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so, so what have you been watching? Uh, what, what's first on your list? All right. I'll come out swinging to make my point about what I was talking shit about before. <laughs> and you'll know what I mean. <clears throat> so I rewatched because uh, Nina hadn't seen it. Batman vs. Superman, the director's cut. <laughs> okay. And first of all, I'll just go on my little Zack Snyder rant for a second and just say this fucking movie is incredible yeah and anybody that doesn't i gotta, like wa- I gotta watch the director's cut i haven't you've yet. never seen the director's cut no not yet matt you need to just watch it like i'll give it to you like it's it's so much better oh, than i me. have it i just haven't watched it oh well you should watch it you should <laughs> uh but it's so much better than the original movie and it adds 30 minutes of really needed content scenes context especially it's just overall like a better movie and it's a clear sequel to man of steel and it's like it's very clear because it's it's like a story about superman and clark kent but the 30 minutes they took out of the theatrical to make the theatrical cut was all clark kent and superman development yeah, he like didn't. They tried to, and they were theatrical cut. There was just like not a lot for him in that movie to do. Exactly, and the thirty minutes added is all Superman and Clark Kent character development. And then you watch it, and you're like, "Wow, this was a Superman movie, but they tried to make it like a Batman movie." And yeah, I think I think because Batman just appeals more than Superman, right? And you get a guy like Ben Affleck, right, who's playing Batman. And still to this day, I will say that I like Ben Affleck better than Christian Bale. <laughs> like just in this version like I, I like it so much better and you know with that first misstep then we get a fuck up like justice league but this is my pivot here is the snyder cut is going to come out on hbo max of the yeah. justice league yeah that's right that was some big news that happened in the two weeks we've been off <laughs> right 
But then right when that gets announced, then you get all the bullshit fucking stuff coming out about how oh, yep. Ben Affleck's going to replace Robert Pattinson as Batman and blah, 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 blah. Now the Batman movie that we've all been waiting for is going to go away. This, that, and the other thing. I mean, there's even other news that came out recently that they're thinking of giving Ben Affleck a movie and directing real, uh, money to make Batman movies or a Batman series on HBO Max. Like, but uh, yeah, yeah. I know it's great. It's DC getting is just a huge there. mess. Like it's, it is. The only reason there's a Justice League cut or Snyder cut for Justice League is because of all these people that just really wanted it. Like it. it. Yeah. yeah and just but it's and i've read up what the plot is what they're doing what it's going to be like I, I mean i don't care about it being spoiled right but it's just an all-around better movie like it's just an all-around better movie and a better third like installment of the story you know so yeah um watch that and then oh man i watched the jeffrey epstein series on netflix Oh yeah, how was that? I haven't I haven't gotten to it yet. It was rough, dude. Rough as in how? It was rough in the way of like you're just watching this series about this guy who's essentially like uh, like a convicted serial child, you know, molester, rapist, like creep dude, and he's like a multi multi millionaire billionaire guy. So pretty light material. Very light material, extremely yeah. light, like mm-hmm. easily go to sleep at the end of it and sleep fine. But uh, <laughs> it was just, oh my God, man. It was, and like the worst part about it, which was, is probably also the best part about it, is that they have like people on there, like giving their actual like story. You know what I mean? Because like these mm-hmm. girls couldn't have their day in court because he yeah. apparently suicided. I, I mean, uh, he, you know. He suicided himself or whatever happened. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're talking about it and it's like these girls are talking and they're like, yeah, like, you know, we would do this and then, you know, we would bring our friend to with us. And then, like, you find out that, like, they didn't know that he had other girls doing it, too. And it was like at some point it came out to like we're on like episode one and they're like, yeah, like it, the number's up to like 46 girls. Like if you just do the math in your head of like, yeah, I brought Jeez. maybe 20, I brought maybe 12. I brought, it's like 46, 46. We're only 40 minutes into this series and there's five parts and you're ready at 46. Like, Jeez. <laughs> dude, it was insane. It was freaking ridiculous. When, when you get a chance, watch it. Like it's just boggling. It's just ridiculous, you know. Yeah, you gotta yeah. watch something light at the end of it. Yeah, no, we um, are you are you because I I don't have much to comment on Epstein, but uh, anything else you want to add before we move on? Um, I will say started watching. No, no, no. no I'm just I'm talking about oh. of I'm because I was going to transition, but I'm talking talking about Epstein in general. Oh, him? I yeah. mean, he's no, not uh, the show, not him. Oh shit! The oh. Show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going to make a really smooth transition, but it just didn't work out. So I'm sorry. No, I suck good. everybody. But, no, no, no. You know, no, I got nothing else to say, but I mean, definitely watch it. I think it's in Netflix is like, I think it's number two on its top 10 yeah. right now being watched or something. Yeah. Well, no. So, so my transition was going to be that. So my wife and I, we, um, 
we were there were two series we wanted to watch, and it was uh, the Epstein series, but then also Waco that just uh, air started airing on Netflix. Um, and we were like, yeah, let's start, let's watch Waco. Um, and very happy with that? dude, phenomenal, great, great series. Um, so Waco, I didn't realize it actually originally premiered on the Paramount Network like two years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, yeah. the, like. I hate the Paramount Network because they air so many commercials. Like, I feel like there's just commercial after commercial. Like, because sometimes I'll watch the uh, the repeats of um, what is it? What John Taffer show? The restaurant show? Why am I blanking on the name? Uh, the Bar rest- Rescue. Bar Rescue. Bar Rescue. Yeah, yeah. The so, but show. it's like, oh god, there's just so many commercials. Anyways, but uh, Waco. Yeah, it's it's based on the true story of the standoff between FBI and ATF uh, against the religious group uh, called the Branch Davidian, um, and uh, I forget the leader's name of the cult. Uh, well, they called it a cult, but it's it's actually it's they're more of a religious group. Definitely um, a cult, but that's fine. Well, yeah, the show. Uh, the show treats them as just like, no, they're just like quiet folks uh, and they're not really a cult or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But the media definitely like, again, the show is kind of biased, but anyways, but yeah, the media kind of just started calling them cult and cult and stuff like that. But they, the, the, the show portrays all these people as like just real human beings. I mean, they follow, yeah, they follow this guy, but it, uh, who's yeah not great all the time. He does some pretty grimy stuff. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but they're not like not everyone in this like group is terrible. Like the the yeah. the leader is probably the worst person, but he's still like, I guess you can call him a nice guy. Anyways, but the, Matt, the sh- you're you're circling the the gray area here. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's hard. It's. It's hard to kind of uh, describe it because, like, so the the main guy. Why am I? I'm blanking on the real like real life guy's name, but it's played by the the actor Taylor Kish, um, and he just he does a great job of just portraying this guy. And it, this cast has a stacked. It, it's it's stacked. It's got you got Michael Shannon, uh, Andrew Riceborough, and there's just like lots of familiar faces. Like you, if you watch the show, you're like, oh, that person's from this thing. That person's from yeah. that thing. Um, Anyways, it is it's 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 great. It's a great six episode series. Uh, I honestly didn't know anything about the story like at all. Um, like I didn't know what happened. I won't say anything in case you don't. But like I I always knew like something bad happened in Waco, Texas. But like, well, there was no 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 no. You're thinking of the bomb built the bomb blowing uh the building blowing up in Waco. That's what you're thinking about. Not this. I don't think so. Oh, okay. There's I a mean, government building that was blown up by a domestic terrorist in or Waco? whatever. In Waco. Yeah. Oh, then there's two bad things that happen in Waco. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so either way, it's 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 a really good show. And uh, if you're just looking for like a short, quick miniseries to watch, like six episodes, it's it's really good. So um, about like 15 minutes each. Is it um is it shot like a, a series like a show or is it right or it's like reenactments? Oh no, it's documentary. It's, it, yes, no, it's not a documentary. It's a it's okay. a it's a narrative. Um, with yeah, with a yeah, the cast is is great. Um, hey, real quick, did did you ever see the movie uh, Red State by Kevin Smith? 
No, I actually never watched that one because I heard like very mixed things on it. So I was just like, eh, I'm not gonna, not gonna bother. So I never did. Yeah. What about it? It's, uh, it's kind of similar to this. It's like a movie about the Westboro Baptist Church and like uh-huh. how they got like they were held up in their own compound or whatever by the by the police and all this shit and. But you like your the movie. It, I don't want to like put the give the movie away, but. It's what like it's a Kevin Smith movie, so it's not like a fucking Clerks or a Jane Silent Bob. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You start watching this movie, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it's kind yeah. of similar to what this is about. Yeah, and I think what I was getting at before, it's like you want to root for this religious group, but like you probably shouldn't. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like a weird anti-hero. It's like, come on, it's it's like um like Breaking Bad. Like Walter White is a bad fucking dude. But, like, you're weirdly rooting for him. You know, it's just, like, another anti-hero. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's Waco. It's uh, now on Netflix. Uh, yeah, check it out. So, um, Eric, what else? What else you got on your list? Um, <clears throat> oh, so we mentioned this before, but Hannibal just got put on Netflix. So, Oh, yeah, I think we discussed the uh, last time. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago that they, it was going to get put on there, but it's on. Yeah. It's on now. So it's on. So I got through episode one and two last night. The show is even better than I remember the first time. And the, and the best part is, is I vaguely remember the show. Like, obviously, I know the route that it's going to take, but I don't remember like episodes and stuff like that. So it's almost like yeah. watching it again for the first time. Um, so, so real quick, Hannibal, uh, created by Brian Fuller, came out 2013, mm-hmm. uh, stars Mads, Mads Mikkelsen and Hugh Dancy in it. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And no. what it essentially is, is it's like a modern stylized, uh, prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, man, this show's great. I definitely want to rewatch it for sure. Um, mm-hmm. this is just yeah a a great show and it's crazy that this was on nbc because to me this is like a type of show that you would see on like amc or like fx or something like that you know very much like dexter like there's a lot of gore and blood in it yeah like it's crazy yeah no it is it is super violent um but it's uh yeah just a a show that uh, i think everyone should check out Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh, any- oh, and then, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll mention one other thing that I got. Um, talking to Evan last week, he recommended this show on Hulu that came out called Raimi. And uh, okay. we got through episode one and two of that. And what it's about is it's Matt. Have you heard of this show or no? I Evan, I heard. So Evan, who was on uh, maybe like a month or so ago, it's a couple mm-hmm. a while ago. But yeah, I heard he recommended or he told me about it, but I don't know. I actually don't know anything about it. So it, it's essentially this uh, kid or guy, Ramey, is a Muslim in New Jersey. And it's him just kind of like navigating his way of, you know, like social norms here. I guess how he's coping with like the idea of what his family I guess would want from him from being Muslim and like what's expected of him. And he's just like, you know, I mean, I'm only two episodes in, but it's essentially him having like this like conflict in his life at, at his age and trying to kind of understand like, you know, who he's going to be in a way. And it's, it's like a really interesting show because it takes place in New Jersey. Um, but 
it's it's like one of those like really real shows you know what i mean so like you have to really pay attention to it for like Mm -hmm. what it's saying the message they're giving the subtlety of the situations like there's a lot of like extra like i don't want to call it fluff but there's like there's like this extra layer to the show i would say than what's on the surface itself even though it is about something that you know i don't think i've ever seen a show like this before you know like there there have been movies and shows you know from what i remember or or know about like other races and cultures and stuff but i've never seen a show done like this about being like a young muslim kid trying to figure out like what it means to be muslim or how muslim he wants to be or something and for you know something like that to be on hulu and and you know the day like today you know when there is you know a lot of xenophobia or whatever you want to say like Mm -hmm. towards people like that i mean it's great that there's a show on hulu like kind of talking about the type of life that it is to live like that you know okay oh it sounds it sounds awesome i'm definitely gonna have to check that out at some point you said it's on hulu right yeah okay cool well as you continue watching just uh let me know what what you think of it so yeah all right so um all right, cool. So, all right, I so I want to talk about two movies because there there's a lot of similarities between them, not be, because of like story, um, but because of some other things. So, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, we also talked about how I'm doing my movie club at work, um, and I, we the movie that was chosen was Coherence, um, which is on Hulu. So, uh, the two movies I'm going to be talking about is Coherence. Uh, and then the the new prime original movie called The Vast of Night. Have you heard of that one, Eric? No. Okay, and you haven't watched Coherence yet either, right? No, I haven't watched Coherence. Okay, so I want to talk about both of these because both of these movies are very low budget sci fi movies. Um, like Coherence was made for like fifty thousand um, dollars. It had an improvised script, uh, shot in like five days. Um, as far as I know, Vast of Night just had a really low budget, but both of these movies just, they do a really great job of just like doing a lot with just a little amount of money. Um, and it's amazing what these, how creative these young filmmakers are, uh, well, maybe not young, but how these filmmakers are just like, um, making movies with just very little money, doing a lot of things practical and stuff, but still making just really great sci-fi films. Um, so coherence, I'll talk about first. Coherence uh, is it, what it is. There are strange things that begin to happen when a group of friends gather for a dinner party on an evening when a comet is passing overhead. Um, now, if you're looking for a mind fuck of a movie, you got to watch this. Like, Eric, uh, I was really hoping you'd watch this movie because this is like 100% up your alley. Like, you're. Gonna... Wait, what, what do I got to watch it on? I'll watch it tonight. It's on Hulu. Like, dude, oh, okay. I. I, I thought I I got that my point across clear enough last time I talked to you. I know. I know. I'm sorry, man. There's so much to watch. <laughs> I know. I'm busy. But this is like, <laughs> like Eric. This movie was like made for you. Like you're. Gonna, yeah. So don't build it up too too much. I know. No. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, like Eric, if there was one movie, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's ah. <laughs> yeah. It was written directed by James Ward, uh, by Kurt. Um. And this thing is awesome because it's like 
the way it was filmed, it's like you were like at the dinner party and like part of the conversation of what's going on. Like things are like slowly getting kind of revealed of like what's happening. And you're just like, wait, what? So it's, I don't want to say like much about the movie, but like it's, it's absolutely great. Um, it takes place in like almost real time. And like actually the vast of night takes place in almost real time as well. Um, so coherence, uh, fantastic movie, uh, definitely, uh, have to check that one out. Um, and then the vast of night, uh, brand new prime original movie written, directed by Andrew Patterson. And this is his first film. Um, so, uh, with this, the, the synopsis of this movie in the twilight of the 1950s on one faithful night in New Mexico, young switchboard operator Faye and charismatic radio DJ Everett discover a strange audio frequency that could change their small town in the future forever. What the fuck is this about? <laughs> I just told you what it's about. No, I know, but what does that mean? <laughs> so, so this movie That's how Independence Day opens up. <laughs> well, so this this movie is very much of a Twilight Zone esque type movie, and they're very straightforward with that at the beginning of the movie. I won't say how, but like it is, it is definitely taken out of the Twilight Zone kind of playbook. Okay. Um. But so I, I was really impressed by the direction of this movie, um, but I didn't care much for it. But I still wanted to mention this because I feel like there are some people, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of mixed things and a lot of people are really liking this movie. But then there are some people on my side who just like, I just didn't hit the mark for me. So like, like this movie, it is it is slow and it requires you to really listen because there are, there are long takes um, that sometimes go on for about 10 minutes um, and you're listening to these people tell these stories. Um, and to me, whereas like I hear other people are fascinated by it, I just found myself getting kind of bored with it. Um and I, I like slow burn movies, something like things really work for me. Um, like I watched Inglorious Bastards not too long ago. Eric, I think you picked that movie yeah, for I picked me. That for yeah. you. <laughs> so like, like that first opening sequence is a very much of like a slow burn, like 20 yeah. minute opening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's, it's, you're so, there's so much anxiety. Well, that's so. the thing. So that's the thing. Like, that's what made that scene so good. Like, this is like you don't have that anxiety there or you're just listening to this person tell a story and it's just you don't have that emotion there like mm -hmm. i can't make that connection so i don't i can't find my i, I find myself just like get i would get distracted and like kind of just like not pay attention so yeah. it couldn't it couldn't hold my attention to the way like um the like Quentin Tarantino does. I mean, I, it's I can't. It, it is a very unfair comparison to Quentin oh, Tarantino no, to a first time filmmaker. But mm -hmm. like I was saying, I was really impressed by the direction of Andrew Patterson. Like I actually think the movie is worth watching just because of how great he was, and I'm really excited to see what else he does in the future. Um, um, so. I mean, those are my kind of brief thoughts on, on Vast of Night and um, Coherence. I, I recommend both. I loved Coherence, uh, but Vast of Night, yeah, pretty pretty mixed on. I think from a technical standpoint, 
Uh, there is oh, there is also one really impressive shot that I was like, whoa, this is this is cool. I had to like look up how they did it and everything. But um, yeah, well, so for that, it, what did he do before he did this as his first director debut? Was he a writer? Dude, if you look at his IMDb credits, the first thing he ever did was this. Like he had he has nothing to his name. Like oh wow. Like if you look at his filmography, mm-hmm. uh director, Vast of Night, writer, Vast of Night, editor, Vast of Night, editorial <laughs> department, Vast of Night, producer, Vast of Night. <laughs> department. <laughs> <laughs> so so this so this guy um he he really didn't do anything before this at all, or he it, not not at least on his IMDb list. So, okay, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to make uh, the mentions of that. So, um, and then so coherence, like I said, is on Hulu, and then um, the Vast of Night is a Prime original. So, okay, I'm able to watch both. So I'm definitely gonna watch Coherence tonight. Yeah. Both short movies, like both like ninety minutes. So oh, it's only an hour and a half. Yeah, okay. not long at all. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, any anything else uh, that you want to talk about for what you've been watching? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I kind of touched on all the the main ones and the ones that I remember. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um. So yeah, before we get to just our conversation about the high note, um, there are some other movies that I just want to like give Mike like my quick thoughts on. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a couple of movies that came out uh, that were originals um, uh, to Netflix. The first one is the wrong Missy. Uh, and this stars David Spade. And uh, I am blanking on her name. I'm trying to get it. Um, Lauren, uh, Lauren Lapkus. Uh, this is, uh, a guy meets the woman of his dreams and invites her to his company corporate company's corporate retreat, but realizes he sent the invite to the wrong person. <laughs> um, this is not a great movie. This was a pretty bad comedy. Um, Nick Swartzen is in it. Uh, there are a few scenes that made me laugh out loud that he says. Um, but yeah, this movie is pretty bad. I wouldn't, if you're just like looking for something done, dumb to throw on in the background, maybe put this one on, but not great. Um, another comedy that premiered, it was actually supposed to come out in theaters in, I think March or April, but it premiered on Netflix. It is the lovebirds starring Kumail Nanjiani as well as Issa Rae. Um, Issa Rae stars in the show, uh, insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, this movie is actually, I really like this movie. Um, the plot is the plot's not great, but like the both of these actors and the actor and actress did a phenomenal job in it. Loved it. They had good chemistry. I kind of liked. Um, how do I want to say this? Like it, I, the plot of they get into like a mess where like they think they're gonna get charged for like a murder that it wasn't actually them. So like they're on the run from the cops. Um, and how they get into the situation I thought was kind of stupid, but like how they explore this, re- this love relationship between the two of them, like they're, they're, they're dating, but how they explore that relationship, I found it found to be pretty fascinating. Um, okay. so good, great movie. Definitely, definitely recommend the lovebirds on Netflix. Um, there was like one other thing I wanted to watch. Oh yeah. So there was another movie called Shirley. Uh, that just came out on Hulu. 
Uh, that stars Elizabeth Moss uh, and Michael Stolberg and Odessa Young and Logan Lerman. Uh, a famous horror writer finds her inspiration for her next book after she and her husband take in a young couple. Um, this movie is not great. I, uh, <laughs> my wife, uh, she, it's funny. She doesn't watch a lot of movies, but she was like, Oh, I, I kind of want to check this one out. And so we watched it, we watched it together and, uh, man, by the end of it, it we were both like, that's, that kind of sucked. That was not a good movie. jeez. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it has some pretty good ratings like Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty high. Uh, on Letterbox has a three point five, which is actually a pretty good rating. Um, but I, I just did not like this movie. I thought the story was really boring. Uh, um, uh, it is, it is directed by uh, Josephine Decker, who is a up, a, up and coming um, director. I haven't seen any of her work before this, but, but apparently, like, she's been doing some really great things. So I want to check out some of her other movies just to see what they're about. But this one, I yeah, just not a fan of. So. Uh, that was Shirley on Hulu. Um, so I think that's it. Those are the three movies I just wanted to um, kind of just touch on because I've watched those. Uh, those are new movies that have come out in the past uh, few weeks since we're not really getting a lot of um, films that are coming out in theaters. Where I was trying to watch all the new ones that are coming out uh uh, that are coming out in the streaming services. And those are four new ones that are, that are out between prime Hulu and Netflix. So mm -hmm. how do you feel about Netflix original movies? Like, like all the ones that you've watched, what would your overall rating be like for the movies? Like, are they all decent? Are they mostly decent? Are a lot of them predictable? Like, like what are your, what are your thoughts on Netflix original movies? Because like I have an opinion, but I want to hear what you, like what you think. Um, uh, like my when you asked me that question, my first thought was I, I feel like I haven't watched enough. Um, like there are definitely a lot of good ones out there, then a lot of like mediocre ones, and then some not so great ones. I mean. Like Marriage Story, that was a Netflix original. That was one of my favorite films last year. Phenomenal. Um, but then there's you get like the Mark Wahlberg movie, Spencer Confidential, which is like not great. Or, Actually, that was a fun, stupid movie. Come yeah, on. it was all right. It wasn't. It wasn't anything was great. It? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's. I honestly like. I'm looking at a list of like Netflix uh, produced movies, and I feel like. Honestly, just haven't watched a lot. Um, I feel like I, I feel the same way. Uh, I feel like I've watched more shows that they've yeah, done. Yeah, I feel like their yeah. shows are so much better mm -hmm. than any of their movies. Yeah, well, well, it's funny because there was one that came out uh, this past week. It was called the last, uh, the last American. What the hell? Yeah, the called? last crime or or whatever Netflix, huh, i'm trying to get the title up here right now but so there's the new movie uh it has a where is the title i am literally the trying last to find days of american crime oh that's what it was the last days of american crime it has a zero percent on rotten tomatoes uh <laughs> and this is a netflix original movie not a lot of people, movies get zero percent but apparently it's just really bad um and it's two and a half hours long and people just like, I don't know why this thing is two and a half hours, 
But anyways, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I feel like I watch a lot more of the Netflix original shows rather than um, the movies. So, But there's there's still a lot of the movies I want to check out, like The Two Popes I want to check out, uh, The King yeah. I want to check out. Um, yeah. there, there's, still, there's still a lot that I want to watch but just like kind of put off. Oh, yeah, I really like Bright. Bright was really good, the Will Smith movie. Bright was good. Yeah, yeah. so um, – yeah, oh, we reviewed Code Eight a few weeks ago, and that was right. That was Netflix, right? Code Eight. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. that was pretty good. So, I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's a mixed bag. I mean, thinking about it now, it's 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 hit or miss with anything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, yeah. So, uh, all right. So that is uh, what we've been watching this week. So I'm not gonna do like a whole kind of intro for the high note because I don't. Maybe we'll get into spoilers. We'll see. But um, this is both something Eric and I watched uh, this past um, uh, week or so. Uh, so The High Note is a new movie that is on video on demand. We rented to watch this one. Uh, it's supposed to come out. Um, well, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to come out in theaters, um, right? It's supposed to yeah. come out in the theaters? Yeah, and then they released it early on Prime as like a pre-screening or pre-release or whatever. Yeah, so... Uh, so the high note, uh, it is directed by Nisha Ganatra, written by Flora Greeson, uh, starring Tracy Ellis Ross, Dakota Johnson, and Kevin Harrison Jr., as well as a, a, a good role by Ice Cube. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a superstar singer and her overworked personal assistant are presented with a choice that could alter the course of their respected, respective <laughs> careers. So... Um, Eric, what are, what are your what are your thoughts on this movie? Um, well, I I would say that it was a really enjoyable movie for me. I mean, even though it felt um, kind of like some areas of predictable and and things like that, the movie still flowed very well, and I actually thought that the acting was very well done. Um, there there was one thing in the movie that kind of you know, I feel like they shoehorned it in there a little bit and, you know, it's kind of, it, it was kind of okay at the end. Cause it adds, it just adds to the ending of the movie that, you know, it's like heartfelt and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, just kind of everything overall, but you know, I thought it was a really good movie, you know, I mean, it's very relatable. You could easily look at this and relate it to, known female singers today i guess um so you know specifically uh tracy ellis's mom diana ross you know and celine dion and you know any other you know story of that nature i mean i i think that it kind of emblemized that and you know i mean i i think tracy ellis ross did a really good job playing this role She's typically funny. She's in Blackish, which is a, you know, a comedic family uh, show. And she does really well in those roles and other roles like that. But this role, she kind of like did something that she hasn't or I, you know, I haven't seen her do before. And I think she hit it out of the park. You know, Um, I think she shines the most in this movie, even though it's actually, I think, a little more focused on her assistant, who's played by Dakota Johnson. Yeah, I, uh, I I definitely agree um, with a lot of your statements there. Um, yeah, I particularly like the cast in this film. I mean, Dakota Johnson, um, she's she's a pretty good 
actress. Um, I feel like she's she's not great at like showing emotion really well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like she like to me the best movie she was in was Suspiria, which came out last year, two years ago now. Um, she was in uh, wasn't she in Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which it, she's fine. Like I think she's a fine actress. I think like her dad is Don Johnson, and I forget yep. who her mother is. Um, so like, I, I feel like when I, whenever I watch her, I just don't get sold by her performance in the movie, especially because like, I thought Tracy Ellis Ross was great in this movie. Like she was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Kelvin Harrison Jr. Who kind of played like the, the love interest, um, in the movie. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a lot more than that. Uh, yep. but well, kind of his, kind of her pawn a little bit in, 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 the way she mm-hmm. plays him but the like that guy's I, I thought he was really good and um there there's still some movies of his i want to see like waves came out last year which is supposed to be really good mm-hmm. um and then loose which is supposed to be pretty good i haven't seen that one but like i saw him in it comes at night and he was great so uh birth of a nation so he's he has this guy has a very promising um career coming up um so I felt like everyone around her or around Dakota Johnson is just doing a better job. Right. Exactly. And then you got um, ice cube just being ice cube. Yeah. You know? He was a little, <laughs> he was a little much, but I'm like, all right, I'll it's ice cube. So I'll, I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but otherwise like, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like I, you watch this movie and you're like, Matt, watch the high note. Let's review it. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll watch it. And then like, I watched it. I'm like, Oh, that was actually like, there was a very enjoyable movie. Um, yeah. it's, there's nothing like too spectacular about it, but just like, yeah, I really liked it. I don't have a lot of, um, negative thoughts for it. The, there is something like the, the end, uh, which I won't get into if we do, unless we do spoilers. Um, that was kind of one thing I was like, eh, okay, all right. Well, I guess we could do that. Um, yeah, but otherwise just, just like a solid film. Um, I, I mean, I definitely recommend it. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad you watched it because, uh, you know, I remember just watching it and just like my initial reaction was, damn, that was like a really good movie. Yeah, I definitely probably would have never watched it uh, unless you were like, let's do it. So I'm like, All yeah, right. yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm happy that like, you know, I rented it and supported uh, and everything like that, because this was actually a film that like Tracy Ellis Ross wanted to do because, you know, I mean, she's like essentially portraying like her mother you know yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah it's just like a, a, a good way for her to kind of like shine a light on her mom and herself too and she sings in the movie like she's fantastic in the movie yeah mm-hmm. it was kelvin harrison jr i mean yeah you know, I there are some really good songs in it like those were all songs. those were all original right i, have, I didn't look yeah. it up okay yeah i'm pretty sure they were all original but like you know i listen to this out the soundtrack of this in the car man it's like it's <laughs> good music to just like yeah. listen to yeah, no. But, and and that's uh that's what I meant before like with like the movie it kind of carries you with the soundtrack. Like the transition of scene to scene and things like that. Like it's a music driven movie so like they use music in that way to just push you from scene to scene and it's very mm-hmm. like flawless in its flow. So like the whole movie goes by and you're like, "Damn, wow, that was great." Like, you know, that was a 2-hour movie. Like it didn't feel long, which a lot of these types of movies, like I avoid watching them because they're so, you know, copy paste, but this one actually, you know, was really enjoyable. So yeah, I'll say if anybody uh, wants to, you know, 
have a good feel good movie night, you know, watch the high note. Yeah. It's on prime. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I didn't, I don't have a lot of thoughts on it because it's just like, it's not one of those movies that like make you think and like, Nope. Cause you for like, it makes you want to discuss it more or something like that. But this is, it's just like, yeah, solid film. Uh, if you're looking for something really easy to watch, uh, yeah, definitely check this one out. So I don't think we need to go into spoilers, right? I think we're, no, 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 we're fine, man. All right. Yeah. Um, cool. So that is the high note that is now on video on demand. You can rent that. Um, so that's going to bring us to the end of the show. So Eric, uh, the King of Staten Island comes out this weekend, which is Judd Apatow's new movie starring mm-hmm. Pete Davidson. So I 100% want to review that next week. So. Okay, I'm in. I'm down to watch it. And I think it's it's kind of about his life, isn't it? Like, isn't it almost like a Honey Boy was for Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, I think it's it's somewhat of an autobiography of Pete Davidson's um, yeah. life. I, I haven't been reading... Uh, too much into it. Um, no, but, neither have I. Yeah, yeah, but like I think it goes into like his his dad in real life. Uh, all I know is he died in 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 um September 11th, and I think that that's what happens in this movie. I'm not sure because I don't watch trailers. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I I've seen like the one trailer for it, and it just it it looks like a a really good movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think Steve Buscemi is in it too. Uh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't even looked at. Uh, I think Bill Burr. Yeah. Oh, is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> I was actually really. Um, I think we might have talked about it when we uh, we talked about Mandalorian, but Bill Burr in the Mandalorian was great. He was really good. Dude, uh, he's he's great, man. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy he got that first role in uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, and that's like, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I just love Bill Burr. Like yeah. he's just he's he's the guy to me. You know, like. <laughs> You want to know some sh- real shit? Just like ask Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, well, that is uh, that's gonna wrap it up uh, for today's show. So, Eric, where can we find you? Uh, you can just find me on my Instagram at not your average accountant. All right, cool. You can find me at Matt Zabita on Instagram as well. So, all right, well, make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. You could do that on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. Give us those five stars if you are enjoying it. Uh, you could also send us an email at whatdoyouthinkpodcast at gmail.com. You could also follow me on letterbox.com slash zebs, Z-E-E-B-S. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for this week. Until next time, see you later.